Hi everyone, welcome to Step Zero. Today I'm here with two wonderful ladies, uh, Celine Sunger from Berlin and Hilary Gardner from New York. Before we get started, um, I would love to introduce these two ladies, but I don't think I can uh, do the best job because they are so unique in, in both of their interests, their experience, and what they bring to the table. So if you ladies don't mind, I would love to ask you to make an introduction to yourself, to our audience, so that they understand where you're coming from and who you are. Hilary, would you mind starting maybe from your side with the introduction? Sure. Thank you, first and foremost, for allowing me to be on the podcast. This is really exciting. Uh, this is my second podcast officially, so this is uh, a really cool journey and, and a great medium that I really love. Um, so I have always had a relationship with mental health. Um, it's been something that's super um, significant in my family as well as my life. Um, I started my career in the Bay Area um, and got into recruiting and really helping sort of people find their next sort of um, challenge. And that's been really exciting for me and sort of marrying the two um, mental health and, and recruiting and sort of uh, driving people to have their own goals and challenges and to overcome them has been something that's been super exciting for me in my career. Um, I moved to New York six years ago and have fallen in love with the hustle and bustle of the city. It's definitely a, a chaotic, um, really exciting uh, city to, to be a part of and to, you know, find different challenges and overcome them. Um, so I landed at SoundCloud three years ago and have um, slowly grown within the organization and, and have seen a lot of, of um challenges within that um, that I can touch on throughout the podcast. It, um, it's been a really cool journey. That sounds great. I can't wait to hear your thoughts and, and your experience to share um, uh, when it comes to the city you're in and, and the different jobs and the different experiences you made. I think it's going to be very, very valuable for uh, our audience as well. Um, Celine, would you mind actually taking uh, the opportunity now and introducing yourself? Um, Celine is based out of Berlin. That's how uh, we're also connected. We're in the same city. So I would love to have you uh, make an introduction to, um, to our Step Zero family. Sure, I'm very happy to be here and excited for you and Matteo to kick, the, kick off this platform as well. Um, well, I come from Turkey and I moved to Germany for about six years ago, right after my master's studies, um, to join really the startup community here, like most of us. Um, initially, I was part of the hypergrowth at Glispa as my second role in Berlin, where I actually supported the leadership team, including you in Berlin, but also across other global offices as a recruiting partner. Mm -hmm. And after that, and currently, I am a senior recruiting and business partner at SoundCloud, where I work with Hillary in the same team, but I also partner with uh, product design and community operations leaders on recruiting and any kind of people-related topics uh, they might be having in their teams. Um, in regards to mental health, if you ask me what, what does it really mean to me is that, I think it's, it's a very interesting point because mental health for me is really taking care of myself so I can take care of others. I believe that this is my life mission to, to support myself but also to support the others around me. Um, for me, it's being aware of your emotions your ups, your downs, but also for the other people around you. So ideally you are in a state of balance and peace with these mix of emotions, yeah? It's about having a self-compassion, 
um, to know when to check out and take a break because it's so much affects how we think, feel, and how we act in our daily lives, and also our ability to handle emotions, stress, um, how we build relationships with the people around us, and also in our workplace as well. And making decisions are greatly determined really by the, by the psychological state that we are in. And it's super important, especially in such a people-focused job, to know where you are and to know when to take a break as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for the introduction. And just to kind of tap into a couple of things that, that you both mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, balance, uh, understanding emotions, um, finding peace, uh, being, being okay yourself uh, to be able to take care of others as well. I think especially both of you, your, your experiences is, is very diverse when it comes to um, uh, people positions. You know, you both have been in recruiter positions, in, in people partner positions that, that weigh very, very strong um, uh, or they're quite significant for, for any business operations. And there's different challenges that that come with that um, but I think especially I think one of the reasons why we also thought that this this um, conversation could be so interesting for all of us is also the different cultures that the two of you represent within one organization we have Berlin we have New York we don't actually have to explain that to, to um, I think our audience how different and how unique both of these cities are but what has been your experience when it comes to mental health and the differences when it comes to the, the cultural background of, of different individuals um, Maybe, Hillary, you, you would want to start and talk a little bit about um, New York. Yeah. Um, so New York is, is a crazy city, as many people have experienced. Um, it's a really wonderful place that has so many different walks of life. It is a, a city that you find everything there. Um, but the hard part is, and you touched on this, and it is finding balance, is striking the chord between your sort of emotional well-being and your mental health and that of the energy of the city. Mm -hmm. It's being able to plug into something and, and to really um, be able to get something from that energy. A lot of people derive, I personally derive a lot of energy from the city of New York, um, but it's also draining. It's also really difficult to find that balance of understanding what uh, success looks like, how to retreat when you need time to heal, um, how to find people that you can work with and be um, sort of, you know, uh, part of their lives and have them part of yours and really be able to, you know, kind of connect and grow with individuals as well as with the city itself. Um, so it's been, it's been a really cool journey, but it's been definitely one that, you know, I've had my ups and downs with mental health and with um, connecting to the city itself and then also to, you know, finding that within a workforce and being able to um, work with those individuals and support them on their sort of journeys and their growth and, and whatnot. Yeah, I think that was a, a really, really great description of, of, of how cities and how your environment can actually influence your, um, your well-being. We, we did a lot of research on that as well, and I'm so happy that you, from your experience, also mentioned this, how much environmental factors or even, even the cities or the countries and the culture in can influence the way mental health is being perceived um, in general, not, not only at work. And, and, and a couple of things that you mentioned, you know, how, define, how you define success for example, um, how you take time to heal or how you connect with individuals. These are also very, very important parts that are also defined by the culture that you're in and how those are being treated within, within a specific environment. 
Um, so it's really great to hear that, uh, hear that um, these of the topics all come up within such a rushing and, and, and fast-paced city as well, and that you're able to use that energy to really um, turn it into something positive. Um, uh, Celine, how, how does it look on, on your end? I, and I'm really excited to hear your uh, description as well, because I live in this city, and I also mm -hmm. uh, I always love to hear how other people um, perceive the place that we're in, because it's also just as New York. It's so... Um, yeah. I don't know, so many different colors. It's impossible to describe mm -hmm. with one word. So I look forward to your description and how you feel that influenced uh, uh, your understanding and your team's understanding of mental health in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. Berlin is very diverse, <laughs> very open-minded. Um, but for me, growing up, actually, the topic of mental health was was something that we never talked about, right? Um, probably because, you know, the people around me, they didn't really have this awareness around the topic. Um, being it was just this black box and nobody spoke about it until actually somebody in my family, my grandfather had been diagnosed with, with a mental health case um, with Alzheimer's and dementia, a mix of both. And after that, we, you know, our minds have been opened and like, all right, wait, there is something else that we need to take care of. It's not just about the physical health, right? Um, and also outside of this, looking back, I'm also realizing how actually certain things should have been treated as well, you know, in my family, the challenges that we had the struggles etc um, but of course these are you know some of the topics that's just you know hard to hard to cover right now and then I moved to Berlin I started working here and I of course build my own community um, and I'm I've been realizing since then that mental health here is approached in a very different way people are aware of it they know how to talk about it and more importantly I'm realizing that um, they know how to take care of themselves, you know, they know how to take these mental, you know, breaks from anything that, that might be going on in their lives. But still, regardless of the location, I'm seeing that these topics really stand everywhere at the moment, especially with the increase of, of the pace in our lifestyles. Um, we, we see the importance of taking care of your mental health. Um, you know, the, the modern world is, is amazing in so many ways. It's, it's brought us so many wonderful, you know, capabilities, but also it's geared to cause some psychologically disturbing effects because it, it reinforces this idea that you need to be in control of everything in your life all the time, you know. Um, everything is the economy is about the constant growth. Um, lifestyles are, are about improvement um, our mindsets are always about development and I think maybe for the first time for for our generation we are learning to be okay with not always being in this race that promotes the idea of, of growth and improvement and development yeah, I, I actually really like what you said because I'm a huge fan of, of growth mindsets. That's also something that I'm just recently learning. There's a wonderful book about that, and I'm sure that you guys know it. it it's, it's, it's a very interesting journey, right? But there's a certain um, way that you can embrace growing as an individual, and, and I think it's very important that you don't always focus on controlling things, but, but rather on, on, on reflecting on, on different areas that you, you want to get better at, right? And yeah. uh, you talked about overwhelming environments, and both of you mentioned that, you know, fast-paced city, a lot of the things, you, you actually work in, in um, very high-growth organizations, uh, both of you in, in two very high-growth cities at the, same, at the same company. 
there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that can be overwhelming with that. There's a lot of things that can, not just for you, obviously for you, even on an emotional level, because you're the individuals that are kind of like the face uh, for that personal connection that happens within an organization, but also for the people that you're working with. Mm -hmm. A lot of this action and being overwhelmed in a certain environment can lead to, to burnout. And that's actually one of the topics. And, and we talked a little bit about that before in our, in our prep. Uh, is something that's being, you know, defined in, in various ways. Everyone has a different definition. Um, everyone sees it differently. What's your view on, on burnout, how it's defined, the different signs that you can see? How, how would you take a look at an individual and, and see if that person is, is potentially heading towards burnout or suffering from, from the mm -hmm. different symptoms of burnout? Yeah. Um, maybe I can take this because this is actually one of the topics that we, we discuss a lot uh, with, with the managers in Berlin, you know, again, probably because the mental health topic is, is widely spoken and the, the managers are very much aware of it. But sometimes there's a struggle of like, hey, what's going on? How do I approach the topic? Or is it about the motivation? Or is, it, is there something, you know, deeper there? Um, so overall, in how I see burnout is that it's, it's a crisis in the, in the employees, in the people's psychological connection with work right um, there's this dysfunctional relationship between a person and between their job um, it's not unusual for for it to be for burnout to be accompanied by shame um, guilt and and stigma you know probably we heard all of these keywords at one point or maybe we felt it them ourselves as well and especially if you're in the in the first half of your career you know maybe you're just you know you've been doing the same job for five years or 10 years whatsoever. Um, but how I, how I see it is that whatever the status quo is, it's proven that the burnout in your early 20s or early 30s is real. It happens, you know. And again, um, going back to the topic of, you know, that we actually need to be okay with breaking down and sometimes going down the route of like maybe a burnout, um, we are very, very good at keeping with the demands of what's expected from us in our private lives, but also in our, in our jobs as well. Mm -hmm. um, there might be time that we're not so okay anymore, and that's okay. And what's very important to highlight here is that to take the necessary time and effort needed to understand yourself. Ask yourself some questions on the why. Why am I going through this? What is really the underlying factor here? Mm -hmm. But because unfortunately, by the time the, that once burnout becomes extreme, it gets very challenging to, to recover without the sustained help. So it's very, very important to identify the burnout and focus on uncovering really the reasons, digging deeper into it, and also just hearing yourself out if you're really struggling. Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I couldn't agree more, and I can only refer to the conversation that we recently had with um, uh, with our, our guest expert who recently joins us on the podcast. She's a, podcast. She's a psychotherapist and a, and a neuroscientist as well. And, and, and she talked us, she walked us through uh, the different uh, stages of, of burnout, you know, what it actually means, where you can identify it and what it means for companies. And that's, that's really aligned with what you're saying right now. When, when you reach that last stage, then the consequences can be very, very significant, not just mm -hmm. for the individual, but also for the organization as well. And that's where really companies' responsibility comes in. In, right to, to be able to detect that and provide a framework for for that individual at the end of the day mental health is very personal 
So it has mm -hmm. to be somehow addressed and, and, and suited for that individual. Um, well, when we talk about um, uh, a couple of keywords that you mentioned, you know, expectations, shame, um, guilt, these are, these are extremely important points. And as you said, I'm 100% that most of our, our audience and, and people listening to this podcast are, are familiar with these topics because it all comes with vulnerability. It comes with, you know, opening up. We yeah. all know Brene Brown and, and, and the incredible work that she's been doing in this, mm -hmm. in this field to really help us open up about this. But um, we talked about, you know, the idea of growth and, and, you know, the different challenges that people go through in, in today's modern world and, and the way professionals are now, you have to build a very, very strong resilience. You have to be mm -hmm. able to get through challenges. You have to be able to keep going. Now, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you guys see resilience being an important part of mental health and also watching out for your mental health? That's a good question. I can tackle that one. Um... Resilience is something that's obviously learned. It's something that you sort of have to dig out of yourself and uh, situations will sort of present themselves and it's how you react to those situations is really where you are able to, to learn and, and build and grow. Um, I have always worked within startup organizations uh, and a lot of startups have sort of that uh, resilience as a must have on the list of criterias for candidates, for new hires, um, because you have to really um, face challenges and find solutions. And if they work, great, learn from them. And if they don't work, which majority of the times they don't, how do you sort of bounce back? What do you do sort of you know, uh, around that. And it could be um, losing funding. It could be uh, a failed project. It could be any type of sort of, you know, um, round of layoffs. It could be something that you are faced with and it's really about how you react to that situation and then how you sort of pick yourself back up and move on from there. And I think that that plays into people's sort of mental health and psyche in terms of, you know, uh, the bounce back ability and sort of the, the rubber band effect where you are able to sort of stretch yourself too thin or uh, really be able to, to kind of get back into gear um, has, a, has a direct link to, to that sort of mental health mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. Hillary, let me ask you this because I think it's, I, I know that you're very interested in the topic and you've done a lot of research on, on, on specifically resilience. What can companies do um, when it comes to, you know, bouncing back, supporting uh, employees with bouncing back, failed projects, challenges? What are your potential recommendations or your ideas that, you know, any employer could look into or even an employee could recommend or bring as a recommendation to their organization when it comes to creating a better framework to operate in? That's a really good question. Um, one of the things that we do pretty regularly with SoundCloud is um, retro, so retroactives and being able to sort of sit down and think as a, as a group of the project managers or individuals that were involved in said project um, can really sit down and, and whiteboard out the, what worked and what didn't work. Um, we have a, a start, stop, continue model where we sort of always evaluate and think about what we could be doing to sort of, you know, uh, improve situations, improve projects, improve <laughs> communication, um, which always links to sort of the ability to bounce back, to have that strong communication, to have that ability to um, learn from mistakes and also learn from successes. A lot of people focus on the negative in the learning, but there's always something to learn from a positive as well and really being able to kind of um, 
take that and build off of that is how you create foundations of growth. Yeah, that, that's so true. And, and as you said, communication is so important. Being able to sit down, have that face-to-face and, and take the time, right? I think that's what most companies can, can do and, and, and what you guys mentioned as well uh, previously that's where a company can really come in and make a difference. Allow that, that person and individual to take the time to get better, to communicate, to reach out, to have a conversation so that you get the mm-hmm. feedback and, and you kind of have your pointers to, to kind of work through some of the challenges that, um, that you're facing. If you guys think about your professional experience, allow me to ask you this. Have you ever had experience or can you think of something that uh, a situation that really required to be resilient, to really required you to kind of push through and, and, and find solutions to, to a tougher situation where, where you felt that, okay, it's tough on your mental health. I got to do something that's really going to help me through here. Yeah, I can take that one as well. So um, in 2017, uh, SoundCloud pretty famously had a significant round of layoffs, which was really difficult. I had only joined the company three months before and had been going through sort of my own challenges of learning how sort of the structure and and the organization really worked um, and then had sort of this jarring situation where uh, we made a significant amount of the the team redundant. it was a pause. Um, it was a reflection on what the company had done and then how to move forward and what to build. Um, we brought in new key executives. We brought in new foundation. We really identified what we were doing as an organization to sort of look at um, what our mission statement was, how our values were still the same and what our beliefs were and what we were bringing to an audience. And then there was the rebuild that happened after that. Um, and I was fortunate enough to grow within the organization, um, both in title and sort of opportunity, as well as building out my team, building out the, um, you know, the, the rehiring of, of some individuals and new hires that we were able to bring back in. And it was a, a huge opportunity to learn what it took to kind of um, put back the pieces uh, of an organization. And now we're stronger than ever and in a really good position, which is fantastic, but it doesn't stop. There's still that continuation and that evolution of, a, of an organization um, because it's a living, breathing thing. And that is, you know, um, the sum of all of its parts. It's the people that build it. Um, and it's sort of, you know, their, their resilience that makes a company resilient. So it's, it's been a really cool journey and a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, you honestly, really touched me right now with, with what you said, because when you said it's a, it's a living, breathing organization, that's exactly what it is. You know, it doesn't matter how much an organization is, is focused on technology. It's still people in there, people that put the life, put the heart and everything in there. And honestly, it really speaks for, for SoundCloud, what an incredible organization it is. Like I can really hear the, the attachment, the affection uh, from your voice as well of, uh, for, uh, and, and the gratefulness for the experience and everything that they have done to kind of grow and create that environment. And that's really incredible. Not to say how lucky uh, the company is to have the two of you, but we'll get back to that <laughs> later as well. <laughs> Thank you for being so um, honest and, and transparent and sharing this journey. I know it's, it's always a tough thing, but as you said, Self-reflection is so important at every stage of growth. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a company or an individual. The reflection and being able to take a step back and say, okay, what can I do better? Reflect on your values. Who am I exactly also as a company? They have been um, uh, scientifically actually linked 
to the mental well-being of, of individuals at, at organizations, how they can actually relate to the values and the culture that the company is creating. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, really, it's really great to see that it, it happens in practice as well. And it's, it's, it's something that you can really act on. Uh, now, Celine, if I, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, you started most probably right after the the these challenging um, uh, after this challenging time at at SoundCloud. How was that for you? Would you mind maybe sharing a little bit of your your learnings or experiences or your perception throughout this time? Mm-hmm, of course, yeah. I I joined the, the company as well at a very you know interesting and the challenging time. Like Hillary, um, it was right after the layoffs, and um, I was one of the first people that joined after the you know the whole turmoil. Um, and I I'm gonna admit I got some you know question marks from from the people around me. You know, just basically people that cared about me asking like, hey, are you sure you want to join join the company right now? Um, but I really believed in the mission. Um, I love SoundCloud. Um, I always used it, you know, in my life. I do. As long <laughs> as I know myself. <laughs> and of course, having Hillary as my recruiter only made things easier. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I joined the company and definitely it was not that not the easiest time um, because we had a, we had a big loss, you know, of, of the knowledge. Um, people left the company and then, you know, some people were, the rest of the people were disappointed. They didn't know how to pick up the pieces. Um, but what we did was that, yeah, we, we took our time. We, you know, step by step started to build what we really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, of course, the, the product was, was to our advantage. Um, people really also believed in, in our mission. Um, that definitely helped from the employer branding perspective, from the recruitment perspective. Um, but internally, we had to, you know, just give ourselves the time to, to just, you know, process, to, to go through the grief period and then also just start uh, picking things up one by one. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what you got to do. You have to take every step um, as you go one by one and really build on that and also build that trust and have that trust in your organization and the people that you're working with, that you're going in the, in the right direction. Um, again, I, I, I can tell you, like, we're, we're coming a little bit closer to the end of the podcast and, and, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more and more in admiration and in aim of the two of you. First of all, at the team that you two represent. I mean, that shows the, the level of, you know, respect and teamwork from both sides that I think is so necessary in any position that, that anyone works in, but also the way you talk about the organization and what you stand for and, and, and what you're here to do. I think this organization and your teams are, are extremely lucky to have you. Like, I, I cannot emphasize that enough, and, um, and I'm really happy that I got the chance to, to get to know you both and, and hear your thoughts on this. Nonetheless, I, I realize that not everyone is that lucky. You know, we had conversations with with people that have gone through very, very tough um, stages in their lives, and they didn't really have the chance to open up to people that were were so open to conversation, like the two of you or or your your organization. As one of my last questions, I actually was wondering if you could maybe share your thoughts or recommendations with me and with our audience of, of, of what these individuals can do who or companies, they're going through a rough time. What are those things that they should keep in mind when they're watching out for themselves and for each other when it comes to their own um, physical or mental well-being? I have two answers, and I know that that's <laughs> cheating because you asked for one, but the first <laughs> is um, 
breathing, uh, you know, meditation, just taking a moment for yourself and really pausing and reflecting. You know, we touched on self-reflection earlier in the podcast. Um, I also think that working in a really hectic environment and hectic cities, you need to be able to carve out room for yourself and make space for yourself. And meditation and breathing really do sort of enable that. Um, and the second would be to speak to someone, to find anyone to talk to, whether it's a friend, um, a therapist, uh, you know, somebody, a, a mentor within your organization, your people partner, uh, like Celine and myself, you know, I think that we are uh, coaches in the sense of operational success as well as, you know, mental health success and just really being able to find someone to identify um, areas of, of weakness and areas of strength and really just kind of build off of that would be the area that would be the, the opportunity to derive strength from sort of difficult times. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, operational success and, and well-being of, of, of anyone, actually, I think they come together. The better someone's doing, uh, the better that person's going to be able to do at work. And, and, and the more they enjoy what they do, the better they're going to do at that. And just a little bit of a side note, do I remember correctly hearing from somewhere that you're actually the one leading also meditation classes at, at SoundCloud? Can that be? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I, I leading in the sense that I have ambient music that I turn on, I corral the cats at the right time to sit down and just sort of be. Um, it was something that, you know, I had done previously at a company and it's been, it's been a, a bi-weekly staple that has saved me many times. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Meditation is really one of the things that I really want to improve on. I'm really not good at it, unfortunately. I know it's not a competition, but I do want to practice more and have that awareness and the breathing what you say like just this moment of peace and being in the present I think that there's a lot to learn so in case you make this public and external as well <laughs> I look forward to an invitation too <laughs> thank you so much I, I honestly think that your um your thoughts and your feedback is really relevant you know finding that moment of breathing and and talking to someone you know whatever you call that individual an external expert, mentor, a friend, um, a colleague, people partner, it's important to find that connection. Um, mm -hmm. What about mm -hmm. to you, Salen? I know that you're also very aware of, of what can be done and you give it a lot of thought, as you mentioned in the beginning of the interview as well, your, your whole life is, is really based on helping people, helping your environment. What would be your thoughts or recommendations um, uh, mm -hmm. in, in these um, scenarios? Yeah, sure. Um... I think I'm going to build on, you know, what Hilary was mentioning, but maybe add, add an extra point as well in regards to that. Um, I think communication is, is very important, like Hilary mentioned. Um, we need to get comfortable with making ourselves vulnerable and really speaking up about the issues. Um, I know it's not easy, um, but once actually we start opening up, we realize how many of others might actually be going through the similar troubles, you know. Um, I, I always say that, you know, the, the status bot battles are a thing for all of us, you know, working in this, in this industry and in this, in this modern time. Um, but I also think that there is other ways to, you know, build your knowledge and finding alternative ways to, to console with the situations, you know. Um, you can work on your side project if there is something that you feel personally aligned with, if you believe that there is something that could be your mission start working on it. it it you know brings you different uh, load of enjoyment 
Um, but also there's many podcasts out there like yours, you know, that, um, that you. cover this topic. And um, there's also many, many books. Um, I can personally recommend the, the School of Life. Um, they have a great selection of books, um, videos, blog posts on the topic of all sorts of personal challenges really that we are all going through because ultimately we are all human beings right are as much as we are we are not the same our challenges are kind of the same um and i think getting getting a professional support is also important sorry this is the third point i said (laughs) (laughs) too But just now that I'm thinking, so I mean, the, the right mental health professional will actually help you identify the, the biggest problems that you might be having at your job, um, maybe poor management or maybe little autonomy um, or high demands, unrealistic expectations, etc., etc. Um, and any solution will have to address the working environment and the culture and why you might be having the, these troubles. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think. I hope I, I add them up correctly. So we were five points. That are extremely relevant. And, and if I can summarize that, we talked a lot about, you know, breathing. We talked about meditation. We talked a lot about um, connecting, reaching out for support, uh, whoever that person is that you're comfortable with. I think education, what you mentioned, and just to, to um, uh, repeat that for our audience as well, we will be referencing these, uh, these links and suggestions as well in the podcast. So in case you ladies actually come up with any other ideas or book recommendations, just let us know. We'll definitely add it so that people can look it up and, and, and use it as well. And um, as you mentioned, you know, finding your side project as well and, and just making sure that you, you, you look out for yourself and you also do things that make you happy. And I think today was really one of those podcasts that is really, really close to my heart because I feel mental health is as, as personal it is, it's also all about community. And, and you guys mentioned something, the, the more you share, the more you open up, the more you realize that there's other people out there and you're not alone. And seeing the two of you work together, create a, a mini community in front of my eyes, brainstorming about what can be done and how we can help others and, and get through. I think that's exactly the reason why we want to do want to do step zero and that's the reason why we want to bring people together so thank you very much for showing that and and taking the initiative and the time and the effort in 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 opening up being vulnerable um, and sharing your experiences i i couldn't thank you both enough and um i'm 100 percent that there's gonna be a lot of people reaching out to you so i'll i'll be sure to add your linkedin details and, and contact details as well and thank you so much again before we enter the podcast, I or end the podcast, I also would like to mention that whatever we discuss today, these are the opinions and, and the feedback from Salen and Hillary themselves. That's not a representation of their organization, although it seems like a wonderful and it is a wonderful and incredible place to work at. But it's very important that we mention that the feedback and the learnings we have taken away today, these were from two experts in the field and people that have had a lot of experience in dealing with people, helping people through in their recruitment process, in their personal growth, in, in various different organizations. So with that, I would like to thank you both again. I really hope that in the next round, I'm going to see lots of cats as well, because I heard that both of you have cats and I'm not seeing any of them. So <laughs> I had to ask my partner to open the door because he was just like crawling. <laughs> I think the next one, we have to bring in our, our furry companions as well. But yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I think we have learned a lot today and, and this was a lot of valuable information and definitely helps us with building the community that we talked about. 
and uh, removing the stigma and, and increasing awareness of the many facets of, of mental health in the modern workplace. So with that, I thank you. I thank our audience as well. And I hope that we will be back soon. And I wish everyone a wonderful day ahead. Thank you.